Hi, this is Kid Vegas 19. And look out, Lisa. And we're from Spokane, Washington. And you're listening to Podcaster. <laughs> This is the Podcaster Podcast. The podcast all about geocaching. We consistently deliver high-quality, family-friendly shows that are informative, inspirational, and entertaining. Welcome to the show. I'm Sunny. And I'm Sandy. From sunny San Diego, California. Welcome to Podcaster. This show is packed with geocaching goodness, news, tips and tricks, and tools of the trade. Also, interviews, geocaching events, and stories from around the world. You can find show notes with links mentioned on the show and a lot more geocaching goodies at podcaster.com. So with that, let's get on with the show. Hey, hello, and welcome to another Podcaster Podcast. We are glad you're here with us for show 725 for September 7th, 2020. And as you can tell, we are not in the regular Podcaster studio. We are now at the studio uh, O for Ocean, <laughs> or P for Pacific Ocean. Or M for Mission Bay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you hear behind us is genuine Pacific Ocean water. We're out at Mission Bay, which is has one outlet. If you go and take a look, Google, you'll, you'll see where we are in Mission Bay. It's actually a huge, gigantic man-made uh, area of just recreation and you're gonna hear uh, motorboats behind us as well as jet skis and other things. It's a beautiful day right now and we're on the shores of one of the uh, areas of Mission Bay. And this is Saturday, the beginning of a long weekend for us here in the United States. Monday's Labor Day and so you can see there is a tremendous amount of people down here yeah. both because of the warm sunny weather but also because uh, it's a holiday weekend. Yeah, and when Sandy says warm, sunny weather, it is reaching break, uh, breaking records again. Over 105 degrees, apparently, in certain areas where we live. Uh, inland, even higher than that. And as we were driving down, it was 97 degrees on the freeway. And when we finally got to here, where you hear the ocean in the back, it's only 87 degrees. But it's, it's a warm day all around here in Southern California. And we're down here to enjoy it and get cooler because it's cooler here than it is at our house. Uh, we just took Sailor around for a walk. Uh, I'm going to go get some lunch and then maybe do some scootering or skateboarding. And uh, then we're going to be meeting up with friends later this after or later this evening for dinner at a park. So it's going to be a great day. Not just dinner, sushi. <laughs> That's right. We're going to have sushi. <laughs> Uh, anyhow, even with all that going on, uh, wow, that is a fast, fast boat over there. It is. Uh, even with all that going on, we have a great show planned for you today. We have an interview with uh, Lisa, also known as Lookout Lisa, and JD, also known as Kid Vegas 19 from Spokane, Washington. And they're going to share with us a creative idea regarding how to run an annual Geocoin Challenge during a pandemic. Yeah, and they do have some good creative ideas that worked out really well. And you're going to hear how they pivoted from regular caches to Adventure Labs and how that worked out. We're also going to bring you up to date in the geocaching.com world regarding some new attributes 
and a new ability to search for attributes. That's right. Well, first, let's go ahead and jump right into that interview with Lisa and JD. Here we go. Today we're pleased to have JD and Lisa from Spokane, Washington with us. Hey, welcome guys. Hey, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. good to hear you. Hey, it's great to hear your voices. Now, it's been a while since we've had you on the show and got a chance to chat. Can you guys briefly uh, introduce yourselves to our audience? Sure. Well, I am Lookout Lisa I'm from Spokane, Washington, and I just celebrated my 18th cash anniversary yesterday. Oh, okay. mm, nice. And we didn't do anything special. No. And, uh, <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> this is uh, JD. I'm Kid Vegas 19. I've been uh, geocaching since 2007 and have been able to, along with Cache Advance, travel all over the country and meet a lot of you. Yeah, definitely. And we've seen you many, many times at different events. Always a lot of fun. For now, sure. Now, today we're chatting with you uh, about your annual GeoCoin Challenge. Can you give us a little bit uh, of background on this and what it typically looks like? Yeah, sure. So, in 2015, we started with a full-blown GeoTour. It's a Spokane History GeoTour. And, gosh, you guys even came up and mm -hmm. helped us get it launched. <laughs> oh, so much and fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. So every year after that, we've done a GeoCoin challenge um, with Passport involved and a group of volunteers working with us um, and, uh, you know, lots of caches to go find and coins to earn. Mm -hmm. And we change up the theme each year, the theme and the requirements and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and a lot of times we'll get new people in on our team that offer new ideas, which is, you know, that's very helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and hopefully as we go, we learn what has worked well and what doesn't work so well. Mm -hmm. uh, so now after our second year, we've, we've learned that uh, set out a, a course of caches, but don't make them all required. Mm -hmm. Just in case somebody's differently abled or if a cache is disabled, mm -hmm. um, you know, you're still able to complete the passport. And the other learning is that our community really likes to be able to finish the challenge in a day, mm -hmm. not stretched out over days and days. Okay. All right. Now, we understand that due to COVID-19, you've made some changes this year. Um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the changes that have, have gone over time? Well, yeah, normally uh, our team gets together in the, in the uh, late winter, early spring, we meet up and, and we uh, start off with uh, every other week a meeting. Then as we get closer, th more things need to be done. We meet uh, weekly mm -hmm. and, and we're scheduling, you know, who's got what areas to hide caches, who's hiding caches, what's, you know, what's our theme, hiding them in, in that theme this year, mm -hmm. um, things of that nature. And, you know, trying to build a map as best we can. Mm -hmm. and, and so, that's normally what it looks like. Yeah. <clears throat> for, you know, we focus on that really for February and March. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, then we tend to meet more rapidly as we're, you know, actually getting caches in the ground, as we call it, and, you know, getting ready for launch. We generally launch um, the weekend after 4th of July. Normally. Okay. But then COVID hit. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> yeah. So we couldn't even meet as a group, um, you know, together. Yeah, we got about three meetings in and then we couldn't meet anymore. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so we, we kept on meeting on Zoom, actually. Mm-hmm. But then, it, yeah, but then it became <clears throat> quite apparent that we weren't going to be able to actually host any events. Mm-hmm. And we, we weren't able to even hide geocaches mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. some time. And we didn't know when that was going to open up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as a team, we were starting to be um, awarded mm-hmm. lab cache adventures or lab mm-hmm. adventures, yeah, okay. which is, includes five. Or adventure labs, as GSM times two likes to call. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the lab adventures that are more permanent, not just the ones that are you know around like a mega event. The right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we had up to fifteen locations, three lab sites, and I thought, well, maybe you know we can wrangle another one out of HQ, or someone else will be awarded one. Okay. And let's make this year touchless and all lab adventures. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and one of the reasons that you weren't able to uh, put traditional caches out was that uh, a localized decision from your viewers there, or was it you know w- was that because of some other reason? Yes, we were prohibited um, mm. by the reviewers. Okay. Yeah, because at that time, um, Washington State was in phase zero or phase one. Oh, okay, right, right. And so the reviewers, and I'm unsure how they worked this amongst themselves or if. They just took their direction, mm-hmm. basically applying CDC type guidelines. Mm-hmm. Sure, and and as a group said, yeah, we're not going to do anything till phase two. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. And the phases did roll out differently in different counties across the the mm-hmm. state of Washington as well. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but here in Spokane, I don't think we could even publish caches until June. Yeah, mm. it was a while. June or July. Around, yeah. yeah, we still can't have events here. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's I mean, I think that's the case in a lot of places that are still hot spots, you know, and I th- I think the reviewers are generally being um a little bit more oh, cautious about it and making sure they're sticking to the guidelines of the CDC and uh, to the local area. Some places don't have, you know, high infection rates, other places do, and I think that's what they're doing, they're being a little bit more uh, proactive about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely get it. You know, I don't want to be in a big crowd of people <laughs> right now. Yeah. And so, yeah. but doing lab adventures, you don't have to go through reviewers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't touch anything. Um, actually, if you're, you know, seeking them, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to travel around near as much and you don't have to worry about proximity issues with other geocaches. Yeah. So it yeah. was just a perfect yeah. opportunity. And as we, we're doing more and more planning. Um, more, more and more, more of us, us were being awarded. We ended up with nine adventure labs. For oh, is that right? You, it, it, so is that what? So what's your total for this uh, for this geo geocoin challenge? You have to complete four. Okay. So okay. Four yeah. complete lab adventures, which would be twenty. Twenty for twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. <laughs> but you have the opportunity to get forty five just yeah. within our group. And then there's, I think, five or six other lab adventures that have been released around the area, too. And more will be popping up, of course. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, you know, so one of the little challenges was to make sure that our set of nine were uniquely identified. Yeah. So mm. people okay. And, and we normally do that with our geocaches by putting some little acronym in front of the title. And yeah. we did the same with our labs. Yeah, just a naming convention. So they're easy to search for that way. Okay. And what was great is, you know, 
our local community knew what we were planning because we'd been, you mm-hmm. know, keeping it up to date on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And we also pushed back our launch into um, August. Okay. And, okay. And yeah, so that gave us more time as well and hoping we could have an event, but we still can't. So, <laughs> All um, right. yeah. So, so oh, go ahead. With uh, So our unique identifier is labs. So all of ours start with labs and that's mm-hmm. that stands for Lab Adventure Bonanza Spokane. Yep. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I was just starting to say that other cashers were reaching out to us because they'd been awarded labs yeah. and they wanted to be sure they weren't duplicating <laughs> what our ideas were. Mm. Uh, so it was great that they were reaching out to us to, you know, collaborate and make sure we weren't, you know, doing the same thing. That sort of pushed mm-hmm. us to get a map done too. Yes, it did. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Now you said you launched on August 8th. So uh, that's in the past now. How, how did that go? The the launch was uh, quite an experience, actually, because, you know, no event. Normally, uh, an event is held, reviewers are queued up, we gather the crowd, feed them donuts and sugar and coffee. And, <laughs> and, and then uh, start handing out the physical passports. Yeah, then yeah. start handing out passports. Mm-hmm. Then at a given time, generally 930, reviewers are starting to publish the, 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 the caches. So... Mm-hmm. So we have from event start time to when that happens to get the group picture taken, uh, queue up the GPX loading zones. And, and I tell you, once, once the geocachers publish, it's boom, mm-hmm. they're People gone. Scatter. Yeah. <laughs> event over. They're yeah, gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember what that's like. I remember being there for that. It is yeah. quite, quite the, the spectacle, so to speak. And then boom, everybody's gone. Yeah, they just scatter away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but this year we were all sitting in our homes, all of us that had the yeah. lab adventures and all we had to do was just press play, go, yeah. press go on mm. our computers. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Oh, that's kind of anticlimactic. No, no, no donut sugar. No, no. And then to make it worse. There's, we all hit go at nine o'clock. We're going to mm-hmm. say nine o'clock. Well, apparently it takes upwards of three minutes for this to all process through. And okay. So I hit go. Why isn't it there? Yeah. Nothing was happening. <laughs> you were all searching our, our own maps to see other, <laughs> other labs to come become published. Yeah. But there's a couple minute delay. Yeah. So, so that's a that lesson we want uh, <laughs> listeners that are playing to do this. <laughs> Uh, you want if you're publishing a time nine o'clock a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it go at like eight fifty-seven. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> or if you think you might be away from your phone or yeah. computer, just publish early. Publish early. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, so that was one thing yeah. we learned. And also, our passports are all digital. Um, yeah. You can download them from our website, spokash.com, mm-hmm. um, and print out a physical one if you want. Mm-hmm. But we also have a, a online passport turn-in a form okay. where they give us their codes and mm-hmm. mailing information and then we'll ship them their award. So mm-hmm. it's, it can't be completely touchless. Oh, really? Okay. So they can get the, obviously the coordinates. They go out to these adventure labs, mm-hmm. they complete them. There's obviously some information in them that they can put into this online passport. And then that's how, that's how they get credit for it. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, each team member did it a little bit differently. Um, mm-hmm. I believe one put the, uh, code word for the passport on what would logically be the last one anybody would go to of their five. Okay. Other people put bits and chunks of it in all five mm-hmm, answers mm-hmm. to, and then 
you know, said, Hey, <clears throat> your, 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 uh, answer goes in this order, mm-hmm. uh, A, B, but, C, D, and but A, you don't necessarily need to do mm-hmm. the lab in that order. Yeah. Okay. Just, the, the nice thing about adventure labs is, you know, you can access that journal. You don't, you don't need to write something down mm. and then piece it all together. You can just go back to the journal when you're yeah. done and, and mm-hmm. slide, slide them by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, it's perfect actually. Yeah. Uh, I think three of us had uh, bonus caches. Right. Oh, okay. And which we did have to obviously <clears throat> go through the review process. Yeah. That went through the review process, mm-hmm. but those uh, adventure labs or, or, labs of Spokane, mm-hmm. those bonuses were not required for the passport. So, oh, right. Okay. I get you. Yeah, okay. so if people mm-hmm. wanted to do them, they could otherwise uh, go get them when you want to get them again. Yeah. If you're not comfortable, <clears throat> you know, touching a yeah. geocache, we didn't require that. It was just a bonus. Nice. And and did you guys find that you had a, a decent variety of different kind of adventure labs? Because I mean, it, obviously it's sort of like up to the imagination how they're designed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and it's interesting. All right, we're gonna take a short break to talk about some other geocaching goodness, and we'll get back to the rest of the interview a bit later on in the show. First up in podcaster email, we heard from Kitty Catch in Australia. And she wrote us this. Hi, Sunny, Sandy, and Sean. It was great to hear you talk about the online games that you've tried recently. I've been a zombie runner for a couple of years and still enjoy listening to the storyline when I go for a run. I'm a premium member and enjoy the extra features. I also have some caching mates uh, who use the app, even one with a caching name of Runner5, which great. has something to do with Zombies Run. I recently had a play of the Wizards Unite app, and I got to level 14. I'm not playing so much now that I found it used a lot of data. But like caching and other games, I can log in whenever I like and play. Thanks for a great map show, and hope you can get out caching soon. Uh, that comes to us once again from Kath, uh, Kitty Catch from Canberra, Australia. And if you're not sure what she's referring to, it's because you missed out on the map show for <laughs> Podcaster Club members. Right. And I, we don't want you to forget that right now is a great time to join the club because of the extra bonuses that we're offering. And you can check out all the details at podcaster.com slash club offer 2020. And you have until October 16th. Geocaching and GPS News. First up in geocaching and GPS News, four, count them four, new cache attributes were announced this past week by Geocaching HQ. And this is pretty cool. This is what they had to say. Hiders with challenge caches, bonus caches, or caches that are part of a power trail can now add the appropriate attribute. And additionally, they will automatically apply the geocaching.com solution checker attribute, that's a mouthful, to any caches that use geocaching.com solution checker. That's cool. All right. All right. So let's talk about a few of these. The bonus cache attribute. If you own a bonus cache, you can add that attribute to your existing or future hide so other geocachers can filter for them. Now, since bonus caches are always mystery caches, 
the attribute is only available for mystery caches. That makes total sense, yeah. And the way they define it, a bonus cache is a mystery cache for which you have to find clues in other caches. All right. That, that's a pretty good attribute. Yeah. Kind of like our bonus cache for uh, right. the Adventure Lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. The next one is Power Trail attribute. So if you own caches that are part of a power trail, and that's kind of however you define power trail, mm -hmm. <laughs> you can add that attribute. And what they also say is as a note to cache owners, as a one-time community service, geocaching.com is going to offer cache owners the opportunity to email a list of GC codes of their currently published and active power trail caches where they would like the attribute added. And that this is because a lot of those power tra trails are really long. Huge. And I mean, some of them are so big. If you had to go and edit every single one oh, I know. to add the attribute, it would be difficult. Right. So they're offering to do this for you. Wow. So, and all you got to do is just send in the GC codes. You have to email Great. a comma-separated list, uh, and you do it via the Help Center by September 30th. Still, when you're talking about dozens or hundreds or thousands in yes. a power trail, yes. you know, emailing a comma-separated value uh, spreadsheet right. with all those is way easier than having to go to each and every one, right? Right. Okay. And they said, you know, until this is complete, obviously the find results are not going to reflect reality okay. until this uh, goes into place. And then the challenge cache attribute, again, if you own a challenge cache, you can add that attribute. Now, a Geocaching HQ is also going to run a script to do this automatically mm -hmm. to uh, all published challenge caches. Um, and that they said they were going to do that in the next several days, so it might already have been done. I don't know. Okay. Again, the challenge cache is available for mystery caches, and it's allowed uh, for challenge caches that meet the current guidelines as well as the grandfathered ones. Mm -hmm. Um, and so going forward, if you're going to submit a new challenge cache for review, then you can that you must add that just like the challenge checker. Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. Now, before we go on, let's just stop for a minute. So before, for those of you who may not know, attributes are things, values that you can place on your cache when you hide it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And basically they're meant to communicate what to expect at a cache location. Right. And if you look at all the attributes, they're kind of, they fall into categories like permissions, mm -hmm. um, equipment, what equipment you need or, or whatever, yeah. conditions that you'll find when you get there, hazards, you know, like uh, things that you might run into, and facilities, you know, like is there a bathroom nearby or, or, right. or stuff like that. And when you hide a cache, you're really strongly encouraged to select as many attributes as possible so when the cache finder comes along they, they have some info on they that. They have yeah. that information exactly. And now that these now that the ability is there to uh, filter by attributes, it's going to be even more important, right? Mm -hmm. Because if the attributes not on the cache, then, then it's, it's not going to filter it's for not those. Yeah. Filter, right. That's great. All right. Now, in addition to the new attributes, there is also a new way to filter and search for caches by attribute. And here's what they say about searching on geocaching.com, because you can search there as well as in the apps, but it's different, okay? So premium members, it is a premium feature, they can filter for any of the 70 available attributes. Oh my gosh, that's, a, that's impressive. That is, and uh, you can do it on the advanced search page or uh, when you're on the map. Uh, there's a way to go to filters. And, and of and course... That's for premium members, you said. That is for premium members, yes. And filtering by attributes, as they say, helps you find catches that match either your plans for the day or your abilities 
or your di de desired experience. Oh, totally, yeah. So it's, here's some examples. If you're geocaching with kids, you can search for recommended for kids. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, if you only have an hour for caching, you can search for caches that take less than one hour. Okay, all right. Uh, if you want to go on your kayak, you can look for boats required. That's perfect. So there's a lot of things you can do to narrow that down. You know, um, it used to be that you could only do searches for, well, actually, if you go back far enough in time, back in the old days, <laughs> there wasn't even this filtering. You just, you just had to kind of scroll through and look for ones that had three stars or five stars on on one of the two things right yeah. um, difficulty or terrain but right. then then it was able you could filter for that then you can filter by proximity and things like that so right. that continued to grow and now attributes this is awesome so attributes you've been able to do something in pocket queries but, right. but what they're doing now is it's they're making it just, much yeah. easier because you can do it you know right on the search on the search screen so cool now, um, let's see. Oh, and obviously you can search for multiple ones. Like if you search for dogs allowed or recommended for kids, mm -hmm. then you have dog friendly and kid friendly on the same, at the same time. Yeah. And you can select up to 10 attributes at a time. And if you try to go to 11, it'll say, sorry, too many. Too many attributes. And really, if you get too many attributes, you're not going to have anything in your search result, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if, it, if, it filters for very, 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 very specific. If you say mountain climbing required as well as kid-friendly, you might not find anything, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, you could try, right? You could try to do that. Now, I said this before, but let me say it again. This is only going to work effectively if all cache owners are really diligent about using attributes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because, because if they don't put the attributes, then it's not, it's not going to work. Right. If you filter for them, you're going to miss out on caches. Now, I did a, a little quick test here. I, I went, if you search for caches in California, the California Regional Search, 130,000 caches. Wow. Okay, for the state of California. And then I added recommended for kids and it dropped to 23,000. Hmm, From okay. 130,000 to 23,000. Okay. And I bet a lot of those other caches could are, be for kids. Could kid. be for kids. Right, but they're not they're not they don't they're not marked with They're attributes. not marked recommended for kids, okay? So when I added plus dogs allowed, it went down to 15,000. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then I search for some really specific things cuz this is when it's really powerful, right? Mm. You really want to go do a field puzzle. Yeah. So I search for field puzzle. There's only 1,280 in California hmm. that call themselves a field, field puzzle. puzzle. Yeah. Okay. A boat required 839. Yeah. And climbing gear required 117. Okay. All right. That's just for the state of California. Yeah, but what but, a what a great resource though to be able to kind of you know figure out oh here's what I, I feel like I can do today or the equipment I have or you know the difficulty or anything like that. Right. And even though you may be missing some, you know for sure Those that these are, yeah. match the, the criteria that you're looking for, right? True. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So then another point made by Geocaching HQ, the filter update only includes attributes in their positive state, right? So you can only look for um, something oh, in so, so, positive, I, I like, you know, boats, boats required or or dogs allowed. You can't search for no dogs allowed. No dogs allowed. Ah, right. So okay. to be clear, when you're when you create a cache or when you hide a cache and you need to um, add attributes, yeah. there's there's three positions of the attribute. Yeah. It could be not chosen at all. Yeah. Or you could choose it in a positive way. Yeah. Like dogs are allowed. Right. Or you choose it in a negative way. Dogs are not but allowed. But you can't filter for that. Right. But, okay. but the point is there's three different things. Mm -hmm. You could just have not selected anything about dogs. Mm -hmm. Or you could specifically say, no, you may not bring dogs here. Yeah. Okay. But for the filtering, 
you can't search for the negative side of it. Interesting. So you still, to do that, you still have to... Go to the page uh, and stuff. Well, you have to use a pocket query. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, let's see. You can also search for caches uh, with specific attributes in the geocaching apps. Now, this only includes a subset of the attributes. Mm. This is not all 70. And they're just, they said they're the ones that are commonly used mm -hmm. by cache owners um, or most often searched for by pocket queries. Okay. And when I looked at it, there, it looks like there are 29 attributes right. listed that you can choose from. Now, when I looked in the forums, there's a lot of people complaining about that. Like, why only 29? And how the heck did you pick those 29 instead of all 70? Mm -hmm. um, and as they said, they, they did it based on data, you know, on the most commonly used or most commonly filtered for and stuff like that. Yeah. But then they also did provide an answer that said um, that, that there's an issue with like uh, how much space and stuff they have in the, the UI or the user interface uh, of the mobile app. Okay. So there's actually a technical reason mm. why they weren't allowed to do more right now. And, but they wanted to actually get the ability out sooner mm -hmm. rather than later waiting to, you know, to solve this get, technical yeah. problem. And so they figured, well, it's better to, to, to put it out there with the 29 for now. Mm -hmm. And so people can at least use it in the app. And if you really want to search for all 70, you can still go to the web page yeah. uh, or still use the pocket queries. Yeah. Well, that's, that's often quite done with, uh, with software. A lot of times you just want to get out something that is at least functional uh -huh. and then you can improve it and, and make it better over time. But at least, I mean, I'm glad they got this out because at least those 29, which are the most highly used, uh -huh. uh, are going to be a benefit for people, for a lot of people who search for those kind of things or who would want to be searching, able to search for that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So really cool news about the new attributes, the searching yeah, go check ability. Them out. And hey, if you own geocaches, uh, you know, take the time to go back and a look at point. them and make sure the right attributes are selected so that more and more people can do these uh, filtering successfully. All right, and let's go ahead and get back to the interview with Lisa and JD. Nice. And, and did you guys find that you had a, a decent variety of different kind of adventure labs? Because, I mean, it, obviously it's sort of like up to the imagination how they're designed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. I call it the tighter they are, like mm -hmm. a, let's say a true walking one. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Versus one that's spread out more. Yeah. Um, more people did the tighter ones than they did the, the spread out ones. Okay. And and it is like a linear line. So then you had lab sets that were between the two, mm -hmm. and they had as many people between the two doing mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. And we did provide a map that showed generally where every lab location was. Oh, nice. So people, yeah, if they were working on one, because the app will only show you one, one lab at a time. At a time. Mm. Uh, and you might walk right by another lab location. <laughs> it's in a different set. That could be kind of frustrating. Yeah, It's very it frustrating. We've experienced that before. <laughs> so we okay. were real careful, yeah, in our map to show mm -hmm. it was color-coded. So people had a real good idea of, of mm -hmm. what they were getting into with each one and, and to look out for another one if it was going to be close. So we it boiled down to really two varieties of, of labs. And one was, I call it the walking tour. Mm -hmm. So it took you from... Uh, interpretive sign to interpretive sign or to this place in in the Duncan Gardens or uh, to show you the Rose Garden or, mm -hmm. or things of that nature. Or mm -hmm. the other one was a, sort of a semi-theme. We had one that was keying on different eagles 
around <laughs> the middle of the community, mm. uh, whether it be at a business or a post office or, mm-hmm. or something. So you got to see five eagles. Uh, mm-hmm. And another one that is actually one of the most popular, the most completed, is in our industrial park. And, and you can imagine an industrial park, it's very industrial. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's the really nothing to see, yeah. but there's all these big buildings, big buildings, and, yeah, and yeah. elevators that yeah. hold plastic, <laughs> and lots grain. of semis, yeah. And the the theme was tag your it. So she set it up so everywhere you went, you're you're trying to tag her, and she's hiding behind whatever structure or whatever she's showing you, mm. and and uh. And that one was fun. It was really set up well, mm-hmm. set up quick, and just had this whimsy to it. It was, it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. To do. Yeah. So, so tell me, what's uh, have you gotten responses? What's been the general response to this kind of new way of doing the, the GeoCoin challenge? The responses have been fantastic. Um, we actually included a spot in the passport turn-in, you know, to ask them, you know, how to go for you and any suggestions. And people are like, what a f- great creative way to carry on our coin tradition um, during <laughs> COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been really good. Um, I, in general, I think we're all getting five-star ratings too. Nice. Very good. Yeah, I have some stats to that effect. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So we can share some stats with you. Sure. All right. I want to share just a couple more lessons learned in case anybody out there is going to do this. You know, if we can help one mm-hmm. lab community with these suggestions, it'll all be worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even just one person putting out labs. Yeah. Um, so we sort of, beta testing was so easy with this because you have no <clears throat> geofencing. You just mm-hmm. do it from your couch. The people, your teammates send you the link to theirs and you check it out and you check some spelling and, and uh, grammar and, and you're done. Mm-hmm. But no, you're not done. It turns out that coordinates are just as important in adventure labs as they are in geocaches. Yeah. Mm, okay. So remember that boots on the ground <laughs> are probably very, very good and each and also, every time. Yeah. And you need to verify that <clears throat> what the question that you have to answer actually makes sense. And mm. the answer is obvious mm-hmm. um, okay. Yeah, to get credit for each location. Yeah. yeah and so, uh, uh, that's key. The mm-hmm. beta testing should be, really as rigorous as if you're planting actual physical finds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, that's yeah. neat. You know, with, with the challenges and geocachers sometimes relish challenges, right. But with the challenges that we faced this year, 2020 with with the COVID-19 and everything, I, I got to commend you guys. You did a great job because people are still trying to figure out like, how do we do X? How do we do events? How do we do you know, geocoin challenges? And I got to commend you guys. You, get, you guys came up with an innovative way to, to get it done in a touchless way. And it sounds like a lot of people appreciated that. So yeah. very cool, guys. Way to go. Way to go. Well, thanks. thanks. Yeah. 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 I was just looking. We have 26 people that have turned in their passports online. Uh-huh. And then we did host a Facebook event. Um, at a local park where people could come and turn in their passports and receive a, a coin in person. Okay. But we required everybody to wear masks and we actually handed the coins out with tongs. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you could you could have shot it at them with a slingshot or something. Maybe, yeah, right? yeah, we could have, yeah. <laughs> I think we probably handed out about two dozen. Yeah. Okay. That All was right. an event because mm-hmm. 
we had uh, quite a few come say thanks, get their coin, and and then thanks again. They left. Yeah. And then there's the four or five that um, at every event they stick around, so they yeah. stuck around and. We were in such a big enough area. We all had basically our own picnic table, and we're all oh winning. sure, so, yeah, yeah. All good ten feet apart from each other. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, good. So we at least got to see some people finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even if it's behind a mask, sometimes, right? Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, that's that's awesome, guys. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to share about uh, the geocaching world that's happening up in Spokane? Yeah, we've got <laughs> an exciting launch happening right now. Oh. Um, as this will be coming on the air, if you're listening right away, we are in the middle of a challenge. It's a t-shirt challenge um, happening on our new Facebook group, our Facebook community for Cash Advance. Mm-hmm. So if you're not on that Facebook community yet, just search for Cash Advance and it's, it's a group. And we'd love to have you join us there. And starting mm-hmm. Tuesday, um, we'll be launching Geocaching Tees. It's a monthly geocaching t-shirt of the club um mm. so so the it tees as in uh t-shirts and it ha- and the theme is going to be geocaching on e- each of these t-shirts right so every month will be a different t-shirt different color different design on on it um but all worked around different geocaching mm-hmm. aspects and we're going to keep them fun and light and witty um clever mm-hmm. and um yeah there's more information if you go to geocaching tees that's t-e-e-s dot com okay all right get the date in there so that will be tuesday september 8th yes Mm -hmm. tuesday september 8th yeah unless you're people like me listening on wednesday september 9th well true (laughs) (laughs) and um this will be like our cash crates you can only join for a, a short period Um, That way we'll know exactly how many t-shirts that we're going to be developing and we can really focus on our designs. And then a little couple months later, we'll open up again um, for more people to join us. Okay. Okay. So this is launching on the, uh, what did you say, the uh, Tuesday, the 8th? Yes. Yes. Tuesday, the 8th. And then how long does it run? Um, And that will close on Friday, the 11th. Okay. Gotcha. So just four days. And the challenge runs from the 6th through the 10th. And um, there'll be prizes every day. And the grand prize will be awarded on the 11th. Very nice. Very yeah. nice. All right. And for listeners to this show, head on over to the show notes for this show. And we'll put links to everything you need to make it nice and easy. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, once again, uh, Lisa and JD, uh, thank you so much. It's, it's always a pleasure chatting with you guys. And thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us today. Well, again, thanks for having us on. We certainly do appreciate it. Yeah, we love chatting with you (laughs) and, um, you know, sharing what we've learned and what we're doing with everybody and and hearing what your other listeners are are up to as well. Yep. Love it. All right, guys. We'll catch up with you later. Take care. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Podcaster. Games and Contests. Here at Boncasher, we love to play games and contests that gives you guys opportunities to win Groovalicious swag. And now it is time to give away the two trackables from Cash Tour that were donated by Wendy, also known as Twilair. And we just want to thank everyone who sent in an intro for the show. This yeah, is thank awesome. You. You're going to start hearing them on upcoming shows. And remember, you can always send us an intro at any time. We'd love to hear your voice. So we actually brought the list of people 
and the polyhedral dice down here to the beach with us. All right, honey, you're gonna have to hold the mic here. Okay, okay all right. Kind of hold it like that. Okay. All right, so let me get the- You got the, the polyhedral dice there? All there right. they are. Okay, let me put only the ones that we need in the, okay. Okay. Wait, wait, no, I need that one too. Okay. Okay, all right. All right, we got two winners to pick. Ready, first one. Okay. I'll just let it land. Okay, there we go. All right, and the first winner is Dire Wolf 821. All right, Direwolf 821. Actually, I like this container. This this portable container That's thing. That's pretty it's, cool. It works well to just both roll it and then it just lands flat. See? Okay, here we go. And winner number two is Goblin Camper 2004. All right, congratulations, Goblin Camper 2004 and Direwolf. We need to hear from you. Let us know you heard your name and send us your mailing address so that we can get those goodies out to you. All right. that theme song means we are done with the geocaching goodness at least for today's show and it's now time for a quick sean update well in spite of the uh, pandemic sean's still been involved in his junior high group at church they were meeting online for quite a while and yeah. uh, now they're meeting in person at church but outside with social distance and masks and all that stuff um, and in addition they have a smaller group that's kind of a leadership group uh, where they just kind of learn how to serve and and uh, just growing their relationship with God and all kinds of things. So he went to the first meeting for that last week, or uh, no, just last, this last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And um, and that was pretty cool. I think he's looking forward to it. The the leaders of the junior high are, are really cool, solid guys, and I think it's going to be a great experience for him. Yeah, and, and we've spoken to the leaders. They think so highly of Sean, and that doesn't surprise us. He's an outgoing uh, guy and gets along well with a lot of people. But uh, one nice thing is when they went to their leadership meeting last night, Sandy and I were actually able to go on a date night. We went on a date, woo! And without Sean, we actually uh, ordered from a restaurant, found a picnic bench out in a nice park, and then had a date night. And we were able to just kind of hang out and wait until, because we didn't want to drive all the way home. Uh -huh. It was too far, so we, we went and did that. Yeah. yeah, that was really nice. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, thank you once again for listening to Podcaster. Hope you enjoyed our uh, near the Pacific Ocean, Mission Bay, Mission Beach, Southern California, uh, and, and was able to vicariously feel both the waves and uh, enjoy some of the sounds of San Diego. Anyway, guys, uh, thanks for coming back and listening. We know you got a lot of uh, ed entertainment options out there, and we do appreciate you being part of the Podcaster geocaching community. Please do us a favor and tell your friends about Podcaster. All you do is just send them a quick email and let them know about the geocaching goodness we bring you guys each and every week. All right, y'all, stay safe so that someday when we get through this, all of us can keep on caching. Bye. Well, that's it for the show today. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to visit our website at podcaster.com. You'll find our show notes, useful links, and tons of resources. We always love to hear from you. Our email is podcaster at gmail.com. You can also call the Podcaster hotline at 760-300-3633. Find out all the ways you can contact us at podcaster.com slash contact. Till next time, stay safe and keep on cashing.